This episode is brought to you by the YouTube channel Comic Pop. If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. Welcome to Off the Rack, I'm Sal. And I'm Tiffany. This is a comic book show where we take books from the past week, recap, review them, let you know what we thought about them, and then give you recommendations of books that are coming out this week that we think you should pick up. Before we do that, I wanted to talk a little bit about Audible, because they are our sponsor for today's episode. And I'm very excited about it. So let me tell you a little bit about it. Hook in, and if you are interested, check the description box below this video, and of course, or you can, if you're listening with your ears, you can always use the link that I tell you about with my voice. So, <laughs> let's jump into it. Uh, listening to audiobooks really inspires us, and it motivates us, and it brings us closer together. There's no better place to listen to audiobooks and other stuff like that than Audible. If you can get your first audiobook for free, if you sign up with us, along with two selected Audible original titles and exclusive fitness programs when you start a 30-day trial. You just visit audible.com slash comic pop or text comic pop to 500 500 to get started. I like the texting thing. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Sometimes I, I don't want to go to a website, I so could, I'll just I, text it. I could literally do that right now while you're talking. Exactly. <laughs> I've already done it. But uh, go to audible.com slash comic pop. You can get yourself a 30 day trial. Uh, membership includes a free audiobook a month, exclusive sales, 30% off regularly priced audiobooks, and there are a metric ton of books out there uh, for you to pick up. Uh, for example, I was very excited. There is a Patrick Stewart audio version of A Christmas Carol available oh. on there, which if you are in the holiday spirit, you might want to check out because Patrick Stewart is, number one, a genius and awesome. <laughs> number two, uh, if you've never seen his performance in the movie, you should definitely check out the audio because he get, you know, he knows that he's got to use his voice to really like sell it. Yeah. It, it's it's stellar. I kind of want to so, check that out myself. Exactly. And I understand that there's a Neil Gaiman book there's out there. There's a lot of Neil Gaiman books out there. Um, but in particular, I wanted to pick up his North, Norse mythology book. And that was, um, of course, inspired by your 1602 episode because, like, his Thor. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, so I think I'm going to be checking that out. Definitely. <laughs> uh, by the way, Audible works across all devices. Uh, you own your books, so it's not like rental where you, you get a code or you get, like, a, a an, an encoded file and you can't ever use it if anything were to happen. Right. Uh, you own your books. You can create your own library and you can access your books anywhere, anytime, because it works across all the formats and devices. You can get it on iOS, Android, uh, everything. PC, yeah. your phone. Mm -hmm. uh, and you can, of course, share your book from your library with anybody and the first time listen to it costs nothing. That's great. So, That's incredible. I love that. I know. I think also, just throwing yeah, this out no, there, um, I think it's also compatible if you have Alexa. I believe you're right. She'll play the books for you, too. That's kind of cool. Right? Right? Because <laughs> who doesn't love her sultry voice? She's not going to read them. She just plays the files. So you can still have Patrick Stewart talking to you just throughout your home. Yeah, I do that. <laughs> I like, actually, that's something I'm going to do this year because not only did I already get the Patrick Stewart Christmas Carol, but I'm going to listen to it while I'm like, cleaning cat litter or whatever I'm doing for the day. Nice. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, uh, let's jump into the books this week. There's a ton that came out. Uh, I was kind of looking forward to this week the most out of all of the books that were coming out this week. Um, you Seriously, this was like the worst week for me. I was I know. just like, I don't know. Next week is the worst week for me. I was looking at the books that I can recommend and like... To, I haven't had a chance to look at the kaput. books that I can recommend. But for this week, this was not a heavy week for me. Mm -hmm. Not a whole lot of magic happening here, everybody. No, so I don't blame you there. It's going to be a style show. I'm oh, okay with that. Uh, we'll see. I'm okay with that. But, uh, so, okay, the first book I want to talk about is Dead Man Logan number one from Ed Brisson and Mike Henderson. Uh, this book is of course obviously a 12 issue miniseries that will kill off logan right uh old man logan right that is we just brought back regular logan mm -hmm. so we got to get rid of the redundant logan uh forge is working on maybe a portal to go back to the wastelands 
Old Man Logan has been told he's got 12 months to live. 12 mm-hmm. months, 12 issues. Her, her. And uh, he's basically like, I've got some unfinished business. Remember when I first showed up with yeah. the Andrean Sorrentino series and I had this list on my arm? Yeah. Maybe I should go back to the list on my arm. So. Well, I mean, like, okay, so I should have told you I read this book, Joe. Oh, hey, well, there you go. <laughs> um, so please, jump into it. Please, like, tell us more. See, now, I thought that the portal that he opened was to the future, not to the wasteland. Oh, but like to that this something, future. Like it's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And he's like, Oh crap. Right. Like you're going to screw things yeah, up. Yeah. And us. I don't know why that was just my read on it. It's probably incorrect. That's fair. But that was just my read on it. That like, this is potentially like a, like either Logan, a, a closed has, loop time. Paradox. Yeah. Like either Lu- like Logan has to do something to stop this or it's, it's inevitable. Right. Like nothing can stop it. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I was going to say like, um, what did, what did you say before about, um, Oh, the the uh, his like his his death sentence in a sense, and the list on his arm. Yes. Um, I <laughs> I appreciate them like being like no no like he's like all right, I have to actually do something right. here. Like I'm gonna die, and I know I'm gonna die, and there's nothing that's gonna stop me dying here. Mm-hmm. I might as well make the best of it because like if I'm not gonna make it to meet myself potentially right. and my like, family and whatnot. Yeah, like then I should at least try to solve the problem that I escaped from in the first place. Exactly. It's kind of like, it's kind of like, it's it's like, it's rhyming in a sense. Right. It's probably, it's like poetry. I know, right? Uh, you also get a, a plethora of guest stars. Oh, you yeah. got Glob, uh, Hawkeye, or okay. Hawkeye, or... A hot guy. Or hot guy. Hot guy. Um, you also have, uh, not the debut, but rather just a reiteration of Miss Sinister. Yeah, which... I love sexy Mr. Sinister female version. Of I it. love that that guy in the like in the asylum or whatever. Oh yeah, totally just makes fun of her. Right, completely. He's just like, dresses please. that name down. Like, come on, really? Mm-hmm. Um, I love that they did put Hawkeye in this. Cause yeah, because he's he's part of it. I'm like that. He can't escape it. I like that idea. Yeah, that's just like that's so smart and it's so obvious and it could have it's one of those things that could have been easily over like looked mm-hmm. by a writer. Yeah. But Brisson's like, nope, like we're bringing this all together. Hawkeye and Logan are going on an adventure. Mm-hmm. They've done this before, even though they haven't done it yet. But yep. like, yeah, I was like, this is great. Yeah, really, really enjoyed that. Um, Glob, I think. Is a, a welcome bit of humor in a book that might end up being very dark. Oh, definitely. Yeah. But I really enjoyed like some of the scenes with him, just like ha ha ha, you know. <laughs> oh yeah, no, he definitely added levity. I mean, like every, the book actually has like an oddly light tone for such a dark yeah implication. Right. Um. Obviously, you know, basically, old man Logan is a dumbass, just like Logan is every time he deals with time travel, where he's like. I'm going to try and fix things, and I only man- and managed to make things worse. So he has gotten Mysterio on the path to destroying the future. Uh, Mysterio is picked up by Miss Sinister, and he- they join New Hydra. Yeah, because essentially, like, and like, here's the thing. Here's what's unfair about that is that like this to me indicates the idea that this is an inescapable future for Old Man Logan. Yeah, that like the the timeline will recalibrate. To fix it so that it does happen, because in theory he's like, it should have already happened, mm-hmm. but it hasn't, but I'm going to just make sure it doesn't happen by going forth and killing Mysterio, and that'll end it. And so he goes to the bar with no doors, mm-hmm. where he meets the tarantula, and I had a good hearty laugh. Yeah, the tarantula, <laughs> who uh, got some playtime in our episode of Back right? Issues, Clone Conspiracy or whatever. And he totally got fucked in this. He did, he got totally fucked. <laughs> 
Uh, that is to say, thuck is the onomatopoeia that is used to indicate that someone's been stunned by one of his sharp objects. They're not dead. No. They're just stunned. He stuns them through the heart. Right. Uh, um, but he, but since he's there and, like, uh, Logan goes there and to, to kind of, like, rouse the bar a little bit and, like, mm-hmm. get some info from those there. And Miss Sinister's there and she uses her, like, telepathy to go into Logan's mind and see the future of, of, of Logan's, well, Logan's. Old past. man Logan's future. Yeah, old man past, Logan's yeah. past, whatever you want to call it. The it, days of his, future, of his future past. Uh-huh. Um, and um, to figure out what has to be done to make that occur. Mm-hmm. Um, so again, like a recalibration of the story in a sense. Right. Uh, so, yeah, and they kill off the tarantula. Yeah. Which I don't care for, but whatever. Unceremoniously. No, I, I kind of was just like, yeah, whatever. Oh, okay. We're going to kill the tarantula now? Fine, whatever. Sure, fine. So we'll got, see what happens. It's squashed. It's very interesting. It uh, really was. I, I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah. I like the art. I don't think it works for this. I don't think it works totally for this series, but I, yeah. I, I think it's so good that I'm like not going to complain because there's mm-hmm. so many books where it's like, hey, this book is really cool and it could be better if the art wasn't so bad or so like subpar or yeah. so incongruous with the theme. So I'll just take it because it's just really cool. Yeah, it's just consistent. It's, it's fun. Right, right. It looks good. I mean, right now I feel like, and I'm hoping this is what it is that Brisson's just trying to throw us off a little bit with yeah. the tone of the book. I think so. And then like all of a sudden it's just going to be like wham, no doubt, <laughs> snicked. Exactly. There you have it. So uh, is it a pass or a fail? Uh, it, it was a pass. <laughs> <laughs> I definitely recommend it as well. I think it's uh, definitely fun. Uh, it's more fun than I gave it credit for. I was definitely yeah. going to skip the series. Because I'm like, whatever, he's going to die. Or gonna, let's get rid of him. Whatever, who cares? Um, I told you, I've got this fascination with the like death of characters. I'm just like, i got to go along on the journey with them. Like, uh, What are their last days going to be like? Exactly. Exactly. Uh, before we jump into the next book, I also wanted to address the fact that, like, during this show, we do have this thing called Super Chats, where we encourage members of the <laughs> audience to check us out, watch the show, and also participate with us, ask yes. questions and stuff like that. So what we're going to do is we're going to just address a couple of those Super Chat questions right now nice. and uh, and chat with you. So Daniel Prieto, uh, for example, says, watching while I work on my comics class final. Ooh. Congratulations on number one taking that and uh, for almost wrapping up. Good luck on that final. Good luck. Any chance of a reaction to tonight's Captain Marvel trailer? Captain Marvel trailer is dropping. Oh, really? Tonight, uh, in the middle of a football game. Oh. Yeah. Well, uh, that's how I would miss that. Right, exactly. <laughs> if we do do a, uh, a reaction, it'll probably be on, like, Instagram. So check us out over at Instagram.com slash official. Yeah. To see that reaction if we choose to do it. Um, I, I gotta tell you, most of my reactions to trailers involve me going like this. Yeah. Hmm, okay. That's pretty cool. Yeah. You know, like, if there's someone there to say that to. Uh, Orion Jacobson just finished the JMS run on Amazing Spider-Man and want to thank you for inspiring me to read it and the other Spidey runs I've been feeding my addiction P.S. MJ rules I agree (laughs) with all of that JMS's run is uh, very difficult to surpass I love that series there's two volumes you can skip otherwise it's all enjoyable even though he clearly only read a couple of volumes of Spider-Man but he really does infuse a sense of like adulthood into Peter Parker which I like yeah Scoro no not the tarantula (laughs) I know right he's i'm sure he's being facetious but like at the same time i don't like when characters are unceremoniously murdered off panel in a book that they have no business being in or that they don't really fit in like tarantula should die in a spider-man book if he's going to be in a spider-man book also like tarantula's died and come back a couple times it's like i didn't even know he was alive at this point and then we're going to kill him again uh nathan lee no question just throwing that bone thank you very much thank nathan you. we do appreciate it and mr roboto is this new day 
for my rack needs. That's to say, uh, normally Off the Rack was live on Sundays. Now it's live on Mondays. Yeah. I think it is. Uh, you let me know. I think it's working out pretty well. You've been trying this out. Yeah, it goes. Because we stream on Sundays over on the Purple Channel. Tiffany's doing a great job. We had a huge stream yesterday, which if you haven't checked it out, I think it's still there. Uh, check the description. You'll find a link to that. I think it's there for like 14 days. Exactly. Uh, but they all are being saved for posterity for that one day when we all put them on a channel. Uh, but that being said, uh, that was a great one. You played Spider-Man. You finished the game. I finished it. And uh, it sounded not warn me about anything. No, so I wanted that it to be fun. authentic. <laughs> exactly. And uh, he said also Tarantula is Daredevil and needs a mini. I don't know if he's uh, he's saying that Tarantula is, is Daredevil in disguise. If that's the case, Daredevil is dead again. No, I think he's probably just saying that he is like Daredevil. And... Yeah, and deserves his own series. All right. Mm -hmm. Fair enough. Uh, so, yeah, jumping into the next book, uh, if we're going to talk about Wolverine's death, we should talk about his resurrection, I suppose, with The Return of Wolverine, written by Charles Soule, with art this time by Declan Shalvey. Uh, okay. I'm not a fan of that cover. It, really? This, yeah. is a, uh, this is a Steve McNiven cover, uh, indicating, you know, some, some I epic... Like, I like the foreground of the arm, I just don't like the coloring on the X-Men in the background. Uh, that's the feels I have for this entire series so far, the first issue was unsurpassable incredible book reminded me very much of the death of logan which is a great series also by charles soul with art with art by steve McNiven. uh the second issue was by shalvey the format didn't work for him okay. uh the way in which it's written it's written basically just to uh, McNiven's strengths i don't think it worked well well for shalvey i love shalvey's art when it's for the right project this okay. is the wrong project oh. this issue was even more bad in terms of like how it should look simply because there were a bunch of women in the book and they look not great um unfortunately marvel's also been pushing this like awful 90s costume for jean gray since they resurrected her yeah i see that and it's not doing her any favors i've always hated this costume it's never worked for me it never made any sense it looks really still it's like really silly um She's the only one who's insisting on her 90s costume. Mm -hmm. And uh, she looks all the worse for it when it's rendered by Shalvey. It looks plastic and clunky and oppressive and in the way. Uh, basically, the story is uh, the most important women from the X-Men in Logan's life, Kitty Pryde, Jean Grey, Storm, mm -hmm. find out he's alive. They go to the island where he is hunting down um, Saltieri or whatever. Right. And uh, he's going to go, like mess them up but he's of course his memories and everything are all fragmented and all over the place and things are locked away things are and, locked away yeah. but like and i what i thought was that when he unlocked a character or a version of his personality he like downloaded the rest of their memories and stuff not true he is completely brainwashed and he is uh he's told by versions of himself that like he need that he knows them intimately and how to beat them but he doesn't know that he's not supposed to be beating them it's weird uh, it, it went from being like a cool Wolverine usually throws his friends and X-Men on the back burner. So like this would be no different. And so I could see him being at odds with his most, like most cherished members of the X family, mm -hmm. but not in a big fight to the death, which is exactly what this issue is. It's Wolverine just trying to like beat them and get them out of there. They also bring in Nightcrawler and a couple other characters that like really mean something to Wolverine. Okay. And it's funny because they're all like, Oh my God, Wolverine's back. So like th they bring the most, valuable members to Wolverine, but they're the ones who wind up getting emotionally compromised and Wolverine uses them against them and basically just hands them their ass. Uh, it's really, like, rough emotionally, but it's also really rough looking at it. Right, uh, The right. worst thing is, if you've ever wondered about, like, comic book lettering, oh, how do they get, like, that, like, actual crisp 
you know, like graphic looking lettering onto a comic book page. Well, Tiffany, you tell me how they got this text onto those those boxes. Oh no, they skewed it. What? But but the box is on an angle, so it should be skewed, right? Yeah, but they just oh, that's a shame. <laughs> it's a real shame. It stands out like a sore thumb. That's a shame. And that's how the book is. The book is a damn shame, for and me, it sticks I out think, like a sore thumb. I think the color is just the wrong colors for this art. It's, oh, it's it's it, flat. It's it's flat, and it just it only service. emphasizes the worst parts of it, mm-hmm. which is unfortunate because like you can fix some stuff with coloring. Not everything. Is yeah, nice. but flawed not as flawed. But like yeah, this is not. And ooh. like I said, you gotta give it like Shalvey's a good artist. It's yeah. not fair that this book looks. So bad. Yeah. You know what's interesting? And I think I mentioned this before, but now that I'm seeing them here and you said, like, Wolverine attacks them and all that, mm-hmm. it's kind of amazing that this is not um, tied into, mm-hmm. uh, like, Logan. Yeah, like, the old man Logan book? Yeah. I know. And, like, his, like, you know, like, oh my gosh, it's almost like this Wolverine might end up fulfilling that prophecy by, right. like, killing the X-Men. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's not It's not great. No. It doesn't work. And uh, ultimately, at the end of the day, they let out the Berserker Wolverine. Uh, well, that's fairly soon into this, right? Very soon. I thought that was going to be, like, a... Yeah, like a last thing, but they unlock, Berser- or he unlocks Berserker Wolverine with his hot claws, and uh, so, who knows what's going to happen next issue. All I know is, who, who really cares? Huh. This is a pass for me. This is a don't buy it, don't read it. It's too bad. It should have been great. It should be a must-buy. Instead, is it, a, it is a skip. Oh, that's a shame. Yeah. Uh, the uh, <laughs> It's kind of sad that the death of a character... Is better than the return. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I agree. That's all. I agree. I all know. right, well... Trust me, I'm, I am just as disappointed. <laughs> I mean, sure, no one's more disappointed than, like, Charles Soule and so forth. But... I'm sure. <laughs> but that being said, you know, I, like I said, I sung this book's praises in the beginning, but, you know, it's not all sunshine and rainbows here on Off the Rack, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> uh, we also got a nice address from the Super Chat, but the message was retracted, so they're just helping us out. Thank you very much for that. Thank you. Um, you want to you want to grab one, or you want to just keep rolling? Um... Well, do we want to stay on the bandwagon of things we weren't fans of, or do you want to go into something you really liked? There's really nothing else that I wasn't a big fan of, um, or that I didn't want to talk about at length. I guess we could talk about Drowned Earth. Go for it. I was going to read this, and then I literally just ran out of time, and I chose to read something else, and that was a mistake on my part. Oh, yeah, so... what was that? Oh, the book that you read, that you chose to read instead? Yeah. Oh, we'll talk about that in a minute. Uh-huh. Uh, Drowned Earth. Uh, this is Aquaman, Justice League, Drowned Earth, number one, which is to say the last chapter of Drowned Earth. Right, which is kind of the way they did Witching Hour, because at one point it was like Wonder Woman, Justice League Dark, Witching Hour, yeah. or whatever. Some, you know what somebody I mean? like, editorial is trying something. Yeah. And you know what? It's working out okay. Well, it's just funny because like they, you could do this in Justice League, you could do this in Aquaman, like they could have done, they did it in Wonder Woman and they did it in uh, Justice League Dark, and yeah. then they make like this one title right. that's like a single issue in it. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. Aquaman Justice League. Right. Drowned Earth. <laughs> Number one, because they all have to be numbered. Yeah. Um, basically, uh, the Aquaman returns triumphantly with the Trident of Poseidon with Wonder Woman. Right, uh, and he looks like he should have a hook hand. Yeah, but he doesn't. With that hair. Forgivably. Oh, no, well, he has the hair of the movie, which is what we're trying to do here. We're trying to sell the movie, people. We're trying to sell tickets <laughs> from... The, the way smaller industry that is trying to capitalize for movies. But uh, that being said, okay, so they basically the Justice League win the day. I mean, like, the fact is, like, Black Manta has a couple of great moments because he had uh, Aquaman's powers, the the old gods from the, from space. Uh, 
took Aquaman's powers and imbued them into Black Manta. They're like, he's in charge now. Aquaman go- comes back from the depths of the uh, graveyard of the gods with nary but a trident mm-hmm. and, uh, and a head full of hopes and a pocket full of dreams. Uh, he and Wonder Woman, like, helped to turn the tide of war. Uh, <laughs> tide. What was it? Uh, Wonder Woman turns the keys that resurrect Atlantis's towers and shoot them into the, into the sky to attack the old gods and whatnot, which is what... Uh, the old Arion wanted to do in the first place. Uh, Cheetah fights her. Batman shows up saves yeah. the day. I'm sorry, that is a terrible panel. Like, well, it's it's uh, yeah. Well, what are you gonna do? Oof. Yeah. Okay, sorry. Uh, but yeah, so uh, Batman using Lex Luthor's power armor saves Wonder Woman from Cheetah. The two of them turn the keys, shoot the the towers into into the Great Barrier that the what's it called uh, old gods are using to protect themselves. Uh, Aquaman and Mera like launch a ship through it. Mera has the tear of extinction, which she is used. She's like, we got to sword. Yeah, right? well, she's using a sword. She's like, yeah. we got used to kill these guys. We got to kill them. And Aquaman's like, they are victims. They don't deserve to die. I'm gonna try and appeal to their better nature. So I'm and with, she's I'm like, kind of with Mera on well, this. She's one. like, we can't. We got to. We just, just got to kill them. And so, oh, of course, and don't forget the Black Manta and uh, the other gods released the Death Kraken. So the right. Death Kraken is this like looming threat. It's never really does. It never really does anything interesting. It's more like it's just like, oh no, what if it touches the Earth? It'll destroy everything. We better not let it do that. Right. We don't so, know what it's gonna do, but it's probably its name is Death Kraken. Right. So I'm with a Kraken, sure. I could probably guess what it is. But a Death Kraken, I'm pretty certain I know what it's gonna do. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So anyway, uh, the Tear of Extinction was making Mera like more aggressive, and she was like, oh, I was addled by it. Aquaman, I'm sorry. Like, let's do this. So like, they use hope and love, like every Snyder event. And uh, they wind up, like, kind of convincing the old gods, like, hey, no, you know what? Like, we, we're gonna, we're, we're gonna, we're gonna bust some heads and save the day. Then Black Man is like, no! And he used a couple of uh, drops of the Tear of Extinction to, like, wipe his blades, and he, and he kills two out of three. He doesn't kill the woman. So Black Manta kills the two, the two old gods, and he's like, you're not gonna, you're not, you're not gonna flake out on me now. I'm a badass. And Lex Luthor is like, hey, he keeps calling him up. He's like, hey, this was not the deal. The deal isn't to, like, destroy the Earth and took over the oceans. The deal is for you to beat Aquaman. That was it. Yeah. So you gotta turn on your teleporter and get back here. He's like, oh, sorry about Lex, we're having a bad connection. And he's like, screw that. And he takes, like, these, this, 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 this like, shark jaws and puts them around his neck and now he can control the Death Kraken or whatever. Anyway, long story short, uh, there's, <laughs> the, there's, a, there's a... The greatest moment in the issue, for me, is when Black Manta... Oh, uh, the, 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 the surviving but wounded... Last God is like, Black Manta, you clearly do not deserve the power of control over the oceans and whatnot. So I give the power back to Arthur Curry. And so Aquaman gets his powers back. Sure. And Black Manta says, great. Oh, good. What are you going to do? You, now you can, you can talk to fish again. Good for you. And then Aquaman says, well, when every hero on Earth is a fish, then I guess I can do plenty. And then launches like all the heroes who have been converted into fish people and attacks Black Manta with them, oh, which is pretty cool. Okay, yeah, but yeah. then turns out like he tells them not to do that, and then they defend the the Death Kraken from the Earth, or rather the Earth from the Death Kraken, so he can fight Black Manta one on one. Okay. Um, ultimately, you know, they use hope and they defeat the Death Kraken, and uh, what was it, uh, Aquaman? sets up the ship that they're using this like mm-hmm. cool ancient ship they're, he's gonna spear the death kraken like a, like Eric 
on the ship in like the Little Mermaid. Like, like this is Ursula. Yeah, like in the Little Mermaid. Does does the Death Kraken have a sweet song that's actually my favorite song? It does from... not have it. No, nor does it like have these like crazy death throws where like the tentacles wrap around the the ship and sink it further in the ground. But it does have like two tiny eels. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it doesn't. No, the the the, the comparison to Ursula drew end there. Damn. But uh, <laughs> he basically is going on a suicide course, and Mera's like, "No, my love, like don't do this." And he's like, "I'm sorry," and he says goodbye the way a mariner does. And then he like he he goes and you know launches his like his hope into the death crack it's which... like it's like he's randy quaid yeah in, in independence, independence day. Day. it looks just like that <laughs> so he he vanquishes the death crack and it seemingly dies and then mara takes aquaman's place on the justice league that's um, kind of cool they build a cool statue in his honor and that's Aqu- a questionably cool statue it's okay they build a statue they build a statue and then wonder woman's like there's no way he's dead because there's a movie coming out called aquaman and uh, sure enough, she's right. And he like washes up on some unseen shores. What shores could they be? Could be it'd be in space or just in Florida? Who knows? But we'll find uh, out in Aquaman maybe number forty three. Mascara. Yeah, that could be. That would be actually really cool. So we'll find out in Aquaman forty three. But sure. Ultimately, uh, Drown Earth was cool and fun, and it was nice, and it was just a. <laughs> but again, like it's a Snyder book, so it's like, oh no, there is this big horrible thing that just hates. All it knows how to do is hate. How can we beat it? I've thrown everything we get. I shot it with an Uzi, and I stabbed it with a sword what can we do why don't we hold hands and blast it with a care bear stare and that's what they do and so if you like that kind of thing which i kind of do uh you know you're gonna enjoy it i recommend it i think it's a fun story that features and stars aquaman cool also it adds new things and stars like fun characters right right right. why not check it out uh so that's that's drowned earth uh christian bullard uh any new ultimate spider-man back issues no uh, Ada, Adam Groves, Tiffany, have you seen the cover for Saga Book 3? No, but now I'm looking it up. By the way, apropos yeah. Ultimate Spider-Man, soon, one day, not now, but you'll see a version of Ultimate Spider-Man maybe in the near future to coincide with Spider-Verse. Who knows? I don't know. Probably not, though. Red Samurai, Tiff, will you read Prodigy Number 1 by Mark Miller that's out later this week? It looks like Kingsman meets Wanted. Not magic, but still pretty cool. Yeah, I could check that out. I'm I'm down for that. This is book two. What? That's all you can ask for. What's the point of putting in like un, like number three if you're just like nah? I know. And Anthony Frisch. Uh, hey guys, thanks for the great t- content. Well, thank you for watching. Oh, thank you so much. And for the super chat, we do appreciate it, man. This uh, is it. So no, yeah. Volume. No, go ahead. Uh, so Tiffany will will chime in about Saga Book Three in a little bit. If I could even find it. If she can even find it. Because she's a disaster. So we were talking about books that like aren't great or that we're not really huge fans of. I think you should take over from that. Okay, well, um, I'll, I'll look this up later, then. Exactly. I'll just have to look this up at another point in time. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know why. I, I, I was really, I don't know. I was having a hard time with comicsology this week. Just didn't know what to pick up. I knew you'd picked up a bunch of stuff. I did. I was trying to read some of it. So, uh, it's on Reddit. All right, I'll have to go to Reddit. Um, I picked up Infinity Wars. Oh, no. <sighs> Weapon Hex number two. Oh, that's too bad. It really was. Um, the best thing about this book is the way it looks. <laughs> yeah, the art's really good. I saw the art for it. It's really good. It's really fun. It's really stylized and specific, and it really works for this book. But this book is a disaster. It's like the... I, mean, I can't remember who wrote this book, but it's like they couldn't... They didn't remember they only had two issues. <laughs> ben Acker and Ben Blacker. Are you kidding me? <laughs> There's no way that's real. It's what it says! They gotta be doing a joke. Penciler is uh, Gerardo Sandoval. Oh. He's great. He's great. He's really good. Um, <laughs> that's the worst Infinity Warps. It is. 
Look, guys, it's not good. Let me just tell you that right now. It's right? X-23 meets um, Wanda. Scarlet Witch. It's Scarlet Witch. And uh, we find out that after, like, in the last issue, that she killed her mom because of the whole, like, okay. craziness. Mm-hmm. She's got a little sister. Oh. It's like X-23? Wait, that is X-23. Oh, it's Gabby. It's Gabby and Pietro. Oh. At the same time. So it's like... Her what's name, a, what's a fast? Her name's Speed Weasel. Speed. That's the name she wanted for herself. Okay, Gabby names herself. So that's yeah, fine. so like she's just like she's like call me Speed Weasel, and everyone's like I'm not. Does honest. she have like a thing a men, uh, menagerie of covers that she would star on as Speed Weasel? I right. Because no. she does that when she's the Honey Badger. Oh yeah, no, and like she looks like Pietro because she's got the like the white hair, but she has like a very Wolverine costume. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Cool. Um. Essentially, what ends up is happening. she like creepily and sex like sexually protective of her? What? The way that Pietro is? Oh no, no! They're way more like Gabby and X twenty three than they like, actually kept Wanda a better relationship. Then, yeah. Um, at the end of the day, like they win. <laughs> That's fair. Okay, they, like you don't need to get into it. I mean, win. if it's they, I, I, literally in the chat, somebody's like, "Oh no, that's the worst one." I know like, it is. <laughs> no, they uh, they literally they defeat their dad. Oh no! And like Mephistalon, you know, like the whatever, mm-hmm. kill everybody, and then they leave, and the book's like the end. I'm like, yes, yes, it is. Don't put a question mark there. That's an exclamation point. Yeah. We see a bunch of like we see uh, X23 do a bunch of spells. She does, like, hexual healing on herself because, like, she gets a bunch yeah, of... Here's the real problem with this book, okay? First of all, the art, it looks great, but let me tell you something right now. They have a real problem with their storytelling in this because the fact is... <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> You're getting ready. You're getting because, into it. No, because, like, look, like, things happen in this book and you don't even know they happened because, like, it happened in another panel, but, like, really important details. Like, at one point, you know, X-23 just loses all of her limbs. Yes. Like, she just loses her limbs. And, like, I'm like, well, where did this happen? Right. You, you, like, you, and I, I literally had to go back, and I'm like, did I miss it? Nope. You just showed her about to be attacked. Didn't show her for, like, several panels. And all of a sudden, she doesn't have any more limbs, and she, it's hexual th- healing. Yeah. And she has to do that spell. And I'm like, that was kind of an important detail as to where she is. Yeah. So, like, the, the pacing in this and, like, what they choose to show are just the wrong moments. And that, to me, says, like, the writers put too much into it, and the artist was like, "I can't, I have, I, 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 I can't, I, catch, I can't keep up. I man. have this many pages. Right. I just, I don't understand. Like, yeah, and it, we need to do like a full page or double page for for hexual healing. Like, the, we can't, we can't dedicate any more page real estate to like how it happens. Right? There is a moment like at the end where it's just like, first of all, the further we get into it, the more panels start showing up on the page. So he's like, "Oh no, I gotta fill it in." Mm -hmm. You have to stop. So at one point, like they end up taking the demon and putting it into Speed Weasel. Like, okay, had to be one of them was a vessel, and like they they had like Speed Weasel as a backup. Mm -hmm. And there's a point where it's just like she like there's a close up of her mouth. That says, like, no more. And then there's a close-up of a bunch of people attacking something. Because the only people who are fighting were X-23 and everybody else. So I don't know what they're attacking. Uh-huh. And then there's a panel of the Demon God. And then there's a panel of Speed Weasel. And then there's a panel of her eyes again. And then she does something. And I'm like, what did we just see? What did we <laughs> just see? Because what you just used for panel real estate was garbage. It's totally useless. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't really matter how nice your art looks. Because I don't understand what you're trying to tell me visually. And on top of it, you got a garbage story. So, no, I don't recommend this book. Fair enough. Let's move on. Well, Scoro uh, just said, Would you pick up Kelly Sudeikonik's Aquaman number 43 after the Drowned Earth saga? Yeah. I would check it out. I, uh, I, would, I would read that one. 
Especially, I'm, it's funny, I would, I was not going to, but because you said, oh, what if he lands on Themyscira? I'm like, oh, no, oh. I want to see that. So now <laughs> I don't want to see if that's true. That's probably not what's going to happen. Uh, Eric Meyer says, Sal's tone always sounds like he hates the books that he ends up recommending. Right? Yeah, he's very serious. Just I am. Like, I, well, it's is, just, I take my job very seriously. This is not, this is like every day. Yeah. I, I can, you can never tell what he really is enjoying. No, it's true. <laughs> well, I, I like to keep the reader guessing. The sandwich is delicious. It's just great. I'm really enjoying it. We should come back here again. I'm giving them a good review on Yelp right now. Um, Mr. Savage, or Savage, uh, says, Shang-Chi movie got announced. Thoughts? Cool, man. Good for him. Yeah. I mean, I'll... It's a Marvel movie. I'm I'll sure it'll be just as good as Ant-Man. Uh, hey, Robot. I, like it's fun. <laughs> I know. It's fun. I, hey, I liked it too. I'm just saying. <laughs> I mean, it's not It's not in my top ten. No, but, but sometimes those are the sleeper hits because it's like they, um, they've they got nothing to prove to anybody. Exactly. And, and yet everything to prove. Weird that uh, Crazy Rich Asians was the number one comedy in America for like three weeks and then suddenly the one Asian character from Marvel that doesn't have a Netflix series uh, gets a movie announcement. So <laughs> Robot Sheep says, a shout out to Tiff. My girlfriend doesn't care about comics at all, but she loves you. Every show with you in it. Aww. She just read God Country and loved it. <gasps> Yay, I'm so glad. I actually saw a comment today on God Country. They were like, thank you so much for recommending this book. Well, thank you so much. And tell her hi. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so, jumping into books that were pretty okay. Do it. Uh, Fantastic Four, number four, with uh, Dan Slott and Stephanie Caselli came out. Stephanie Caselli is a welcome breath of fresh air in terms of art for this book. I love Sarah Bocelli. What? I think she's incredible. I think she's great. But she was not doing this book any favors. What am I looking at here? That's the team of the Fantastics. They move into the Baxter building. Who? What is happening? They're from the 50 State Initiative. They used to be the Pennsylvania team. They weren't called the Fantastics then, but they are now. But they have like a guy who also stretches? Yeah. And a man. That's the 2D man. And. He's made of. The thing is made of ice. And what's the other guy's problem? I don't know. What <laughs> matters is. Uh, the idea is. This, this issue is twofold. It does it does two great things. Okay. Number one, it makes a little joke uh, at the Fantastic Four's expense because like they come home to the Fantastics fighting with the Wrecking Crew, and the Wrecking Crew were like all the everybody who was in the Fantastic Four like got dumped someplace else. This is a perfect time to attack, and the Fantastics swing into action, and their publicist set it all up. And apparently, the Wrecking Crew was hired by the publicist. That was the whole like trick. Okay. And the Fantastics didn't know it. And they're like, you are so fired. <laughs> um, there's a couple of interesting moments in this book that are, like, cute and funny. Uh, the return of the new Fantastic Four shows up. Uh, oh, man. That, really? Yeah. Wait, uh, wait. Which? Whoa. So that's the thing. And it's great because Slot actually addresses it. Um, so the idea here is that, like, uh, not unlike Secret Wars 84, Reed Richards just starts, like, bamfing people to different parts of the world. Like, from... Sure from their ranks okay. uh, in, in teams. And he's like, okay, last group is the new, is the old new Fantastic Four. And Spider-Man's like, yeah, I know, but the Hulk's a no-show, which is funny because the Hulk actually was secretly there. Uh, but he didn't want anybody to know about it. And then he gets to be angsty later. Uh, but Spider-Man is like, man, yeah, everybody's here. Like, and, uh, and Wolverine says like, yeah, like he's kind of hard to track down. And Spider-Man's like, speaking of which, so which Wolverine are you? Are you like old man Logan? Are you new Logan? Are you a clone? Which Wolverine are you? Yeah. Wolverine's like, let's not talk about it. And he goes, and Ghost Rider, are you like the one on the Avengers? Are you the Ghost Rider that I know? Which Ghost Rider are you? Well, Ghost Rider says nothing. Well, yeah, because Blaze is the king of hell right now. Yeah, right? So, like, did Reed Richards teleport Blaze from hell? And now that he's on Earth, he's Ghost Rider for a minute? No one addresses it 
never explained. That's just like slot was just like I don't care. I want to use them. I just wanted to make a joke about the but, new Fantastic wait, Four and address, about Marvel continuity. Do they address the fact that um, Medusa's here? No, at all. No. Okay. Uh, but Spider Man barely manages to tell them like, "Hey, listen, like the Baxter Building, you, you, Johnny, you got to tell them what happened." Because Spider Man used to own the Baxter Building, and then it got sold out from under him when everything fell apart, and so sure. it belongs to the Fantastics now. Uh, How do they have that much money? Uh, well, you know, there's no Fantastic Four. Or they the same re- the same way that DC makes some money off a team called the Terrifics, and that's the joke because they're color coordinated to look like the Terrifics. Ah, okay. so and that's why they're called the Fantastics. There was right. no team called the Fantastics, but their original team, which I don't remember, okay. uh, was was initiative was an initiative team. Uh, there's like a new character, the Dan Slott creator from a universe that Franklin Richards created, uh, who's like. A cute, sexy, red Namor-esque character, uh, who Valeria is obviously interested in. Right. Uh, she pretend uh, and uh, when they're saying goodbye, Reed butts in and he's like, "Hey, time to go, Valeria. Let's go." And Valeria's like, "Dad, why are you being such a jackass about like me and this guy?" And he's like, "I have no problem with your little relationship with this guy, but you pretend to be stupid when you're with him, and that's unbecoming. Ooh, your intelligence is your greatest asset." Hmm. And she's like, "Sorry about that." So then she uses it to figure out that the Wrecking Crew was hired by her pub- by the publicist of the Fantastics. And so she basically offers the Wrecking Crew more money than whatever the publicist was paying them. Valeria not- does? Yeah. She's like, we're rich. Just, just We'll pay you more if you knock it off. I'm like, oh, okay. Then they all go to jail, and uh, the Wrecker's like, hey, are we getting- still getting paid? She's like, no. Uh, meanwhile, Ben and Alicia Masters... Uh, still are planning their their wedding nuptials um, yeah at the end the fantastics and the fantastic four just decide like well you own the building what are you gonna do so the fantastics like stay in the baxter building for now and the fantastic four move into ben's building on yancey street um what yeah ben like owns the entire apartment building okay uh and uh, he lives at number four yancey street so like the plan is that they're gonna reed is gonna baxter building up Yancey Street and that building in particular. So like okay. that's gonna be their new headquarters. With a big four on it. Yeah. Not as big as it as the Four Freedoms Plaza, but no. still pretty big. Um I think it's cute. Okay. And I I enjoyed it in spite of and I laughed as I saw it in spite of myself. <laughs> I, I I thought it was cute. I liked some of the messages. And uh I think that like he Slot is doing an okay job with his book. Better than Iron Man, certainly. Uh, but he needs to he needs to watch it with the whole like meta jokes. Like, oh yeah, you don't need them all in there. You want to do meta more meta jokes? Get bring She Hulk back because he did a great job with She Hulk for a while. Mm. Um, Death Insanity says you read He Man versus Injustice and Amazing Spider Man. I'm really behind on He Man versus Injustice, so I haven't. But I did like read a little bit of the preview for that. And it was very intriguing. <laughs> and I am reading Spider Man. Dark Side's involved. He, of course. <laughs> Gorgon Fish, uh, could DC ever elevate the concept of metahumans to the level of mutants at Marvel, uh, or would it just be derivative? Uh, if they were looking to do that, yes, it would be derivative. If they had an idea, they, they keep trying to do that. If you ever read Invasion, they try to do that, and it just doesn't work. Um, I think they could, and they're trying to that, and they, it might be thematically what they're trying to do with Doomsday Clock, I have no idea. Right. But, uh, there's always a possibility. And, uh, kind of Psycho Red, it's like, when I say it's like sideways spelling... But uh, Psycho Red says Iceman and Spider-Man back and forth about his inclusion in the space fight is amazing. Agreed. It's nice to see uh, some of the amazing friends back together. <laughs> <laughs> and I believe, yeah, he means Human Torch. But either way, 
but yeah, but I like I like Iceman anyway, uh, especially when you never see them interact with each other. No, because like why would they? Right. Um, by the way, uh, you saw the cover for Saga Volume Three. Aw, it's really cute. There it is. Very hearing him. There you go. It's Hazel missing a tooth. It's really cute. It is. I thought it was like, oh, nice job taking a picture of a little girl you know and just drawing that. Well, except I know Fiona Staples work and, uh, mm-hmm. okay, that's what it is. There's a difference between like, I mean, all right. So do you have a problem with reference then? No, no, I don't have a problem with reference. It's more like these, I don't know. These covers don't really do anything for me. Like it, Saga is cool. I don't know if I want to see like their home, po- their home photos. So here's the thing. You can't listen to sound if you're an artist, by the way, because having reference is not bad. All right. I didn't it, say it having reference you, is bad. Yeah, but you don't like the covers that are based off of them. And I don't like it when it's otherwise. only that. When it's like, okay, so it's a photo I have in my library. I want to just draw that. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Okay. <laughs> I don't think it's a problem. I think it's more like when you perfectly recreate it such that it it is no longer a cover for the book you're drawing. Then, then that's my problem. Okay. You know. Mm-hmm. Good. I'm just saying, like it's it's like sometimes it it takes away from the cover. All right. You know what I mean, or or the character. Sure. Sometimes they're just like they're just being lazy. <laughs> I think that's I think that's a that's a that's a truth. So. Um, what else you got? What do you have? I the only other thing I read was Heroes in Crisis. I know that's last. So. Oh yeah, so, I didn't know you read that. I did. Well, I'm excited to talk about it. <laughs> I didn't tell you what I read because I didn't really know what I was reading until I was reading it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Daredevil number six twelve, Charles Soule, Phil Noto. Yeah. It's the last issue before Zdarsky takes over. Ooh. It's uh, it's really good. Really. Yep. Uh, Daredevil wants to take down Wilson Fisk. <clears throat> okay. Uh, they also earlier in the story introduced a new character. It's like an assassin. Um, it was like this, like crazy female, like or not female, but like it's this crazy looking, like neat assassin character. It looks like it's like a religious figure. Yeah, the Vigil, which makes sense. Oh, okay, then yes. <laughs> uh, but uh, Vigil is basically the new Bullseye, uh, and whoa, he's got green blood. Yeah, or white blood. I don't know. It depends on Phil Noto. Oh yeah, that's but, true. Uh, <laughs> Daredevil barely escapes and then he he listens in on Mr. Hyde admitting that he's the guy who rigged the election for Wilson Fisk. Okay. He tells the district attorney uh, that he's, you know, to prosecute. Daredevil takes the stand and then calls like a million character witnesses and he's like moved to tears by the fact that like everyone in the superhuman community came to like offer a character witness for like against Wilson Fisk. And also, like, you know, defend Daredevil. Right. Uh, Fisk takes the stand, and he basically, like, whizzes it. And then he is ousted from office. Nice. And you're like, yay! And uh, and then Daredevil faces against the, the Vigil. Okay. Uh, in a really cool climactic, like, rooftop battle on the Chrysler Building. Mm-hmm. He wins, and he just looks upon his city with, like, reverence and, 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 so just, and like, comfort. there's no big reveal as to who this person is? Well, he takes off the mask for the vigil, and he, and, it's, and it's his own face, like uh, Empire Strikes Back. And that's when he realizes that he's that none of it happened, and that actually Wilson Fisk is still mayor, and he didn't do a damn good thing. And he's actually on the operating table, and he's dying. And then he dies. What? And the last thing he sees is Karen Page. And it's really, really, really cool. Or rather, does he die? We don't know. But like he flatlines, and then we see one blip, and so then, then he's not dead. Eh, we'll see. I'm really excited for either way. Uh, 
the the preview image for the Zdarsky run makes me need to to get this book wow. uh, when it comes out because here it is. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> it's pretty dope. That is that is pre- that is pretty dope. I right? agree with that. And uh, and hey, art by Marco Cecchetto. So that's you know, cool. can't argue with that. But it's really a good series, uh, or rather, that's it's a great excellent. issue. It makes you sad that Charles Soule is leaving the book. Yeah. Like, oh. Uh, this is a really good series. Damn. Yeah. That's too bad. But uh, yeah, and um, wow. before you ask, no, it has nothing to do with any other Daredevil book. It's just Daredevil. That's cool, though. Okay. I agree. Yeah. All right. So check that out. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Definitely pick it up because like it's just it's just a pretty nice, sad, and moving story. Because it like it works, but it's also like sad because it doesn't. Yeah, matter. yeah. Okay. Um, so this is like you want to talk about this book? Yeah, why not? Because like you're really I remember last week you're this not cover happy with sucks. This cover. It's literally just the, I almost I want to say that even though like Felicia's holding a piece of the tape, this looks like it was a unused image from one of the other panels from the book. That's how <laughs> lazy this this book looks. It looks like for whatever reason they wanted to save money. Because that that Photoshop box sucks, <laughs> and the crime scene tape it's that doesn't even look like crime scene tape. Boo. Well, how was the in the interior of the book? Itself? Phenomenal! It's a great series. Really? Yep. Okay. It's another slam dunk for Nick Spencer and Humberto Ramos. Ramos being on the art actually helps make it feel more like a Spider-Man book than when Ryan Otley was on it. Uh, Ryan Otley was like a fan favorite. People were like, yes, the dude who did Invincible is going to do Spider-Man. Yeah. And it turns out it was going to do is draw like every, all the Invincible characters. So is he off the book permanently now? I mean, like, here's the thing. I don't think that's the plan. and I, But I don't, I don't think that was the intent. Okay. I think Otley needed time to catch back up. So I'm sure there'll sure. be an arc with Otley back on it. Okay. I think it might be the last arc. Okay. And by that, I mean I have no inside information. I'm just saying... Ramos not like had didn't needed zero prep time. Right, right, right. Um, so Mary Jane does wind up going to like the meeting. Yeah, and she regales them with stories, but it basically says like, "I don't need this." Really? Yeah, she's Yay. like, "I've been through a lot of crazy crap, but like at the end of the day, you know, the only thing that I really feel bad about is that like I'm not really." useful in 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 my in my lover's world oh and jarvis is like take it from me from somebody who's been like in the shadow of the avengers forever you are indispensable jarvis is like i am the linchpin of the Avengers. that's no. right <laughs> without me the whole damn thing comes cr- He's like, crashing pat down. pat <laughs> yeah uh, so uh anyway whoa 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 well the uh the, the thieves guild <laughs> opens up like a portal to like it's basically like a, they call it the vault. Sure. But it's basically like a dimension where they keep all their shit, but like, shit, you, they're never going to get back. It's just, it goes there. They'd rather have it than never, and never they, let it get. They'd rather have no one else have it. Yes. So they're going to like suck all the hero's stuff into the vault. Sure. And Spider-Man's like, I got to see if maybe like all this stuff from the superhero community might be able to like stop it. Right. So he starts grabbing trinkets as it like flies through the, through this, through, through the, the air. Yeah. And he's grabbing like the Ivagomato and it's just like impossible for them to have stolen. Fine. Yeah. Um, but ultimately he does find the one thing that he needs. Uh, meanwhile, the superhero community, was it, what was it? I'll tell you in a second. Oh, okay. The, this is a, there's a quintessential Spider-Man moment. Uh, or rather, Spider-Man moment in a Spider-Man book. Spider-Man doesn't really... Well, it's his... It, yeah. Well, anyway, the point is, all the all the heroes get together. Uh, Stark and Reed Richards are working together to try and come up with like a vast network 
to figure out where it is. And then Kamala Khan says, I got a ping on my cell phone. Uh, my phone's tracker turned on. Oh, that's what he used? Yeah. Oh. Kamala's backpack was stolen. And Spider-Man triggered her, like, find my cell phone app. <laughs> okay. So... It, it, thoroughly embarrassing Richards and Stark. All, <laughs> basically, Spider-Man says, all the heroes are coming right now, so you better close that portal and get out of here. So they do. And uh, and then all the heroes show up just when Spider-Man and Felicia, like, fall compromisingly in a Three's Company-esque fashion. Sure. Uh, you know, so... Ultimately, Spider-Man and Black Cat have, like, a little moment between the two of them. Okay. Where uh, Spider-Man's like, look, I'm really sorry that, like... Uh, Dr. Octopus used my brain to, like, ruin your life, and then you went crazy and became, like, the kingpin of crime. Yeah. Uh, but, like, you know, this was really fun working together. And she's like, yeah, well, listen, like, the reason why I'm angry with you wasn't because of Doc Ock or because of all that. It's because, for some reason, I don't know who you are anymore. Oh. Oh. And, like, I know I used to know. And it, like, hurts me that you took that from me. And so he's like, yeah, well, I screwed up a while back, and I had to make this weird deal, and so, like, my identity went back in the in the bottle. So he does remember? Oh, yeah, he remembers everything. He doesn't say specifically what happened, but he has addressed that one more day to, to take place. I th- and technically the retcon from Omit as well, where uh, they were like, oh, no, it wasn't Mephisto, it was Stark and uh, Iron Man and Doctor Strange. But in any case, uh, he, he tells Felicia who he is. Okay. He's like, it's me. And she's like, oh my god. Like, thank you very much. Like, that means a lot to me. Then he comes home to Mary Jane, and he's like, I told Felicia who I was. Mm-hmm. Don't read into it. And she's like, I trust you. Oh. And then the last page is another reminder that, like, there's this creepy character who knows who Spider-Man is, who has, like, a giant centipede. That I could do without. They do. And not just because of the centipede thing. Just yeah. because... It's an. It seems like an overly designed character. He is. <laughs> he, she, it is so overly designed. It's why I don't like. It's why I always have a problem with new characters. It's never like get out of my like thirty years of continuity character. It's always because like they're trying. They're, no one's ever seen this before. I don't. I don't care if I've never seen it before. Is Make it, it look so cool. This is a reason you've never seen yeah, it. Yeah. Sometimes it just looks really stupid. Like this mummy centipede. But He's, like you know, take the centipede off. We'd already be doing better. Right. Uh, but this is the first, like, major breadcrumb about who this character is, because they have, like, a magic mirror that sees everything that Spider-Man's doing, uh-huh. and they freak out about the fact that Spider-Man told her his secret identity. And the, the mystery centipede person says, like, so one day, very soon from now, it will be just me and you. And you're like, oh, who could it be? So, my money's on Dead Whitman. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> but... You know, take your bets. Thought maybe it might be like Harry Osborn or something, but, you know. They did just reintroduce Carly Cooper, so maybe it's her. I don't know. Who knows? I'm excited. Wow. But people seem to think it might be Carly. Good use of her. Why not? Because why not? Just make her a villain. Yeah, who cares? A centipede villain. Yeah. Why not? Uh, Cam uh, in the Super Chat says, Can Ramos be just the main Amazing Spider-Man artist forever? Um, No, he can't, because eventually he, like all of us mortals, will die. But uh, (laughs) he can uh, do it for as as, uh, as long as he's able. He's great. And it's funny. I remember him being, like, a guest artist on, like, Gen X. And then I remember him doing, like, Peter Parker the Spectacular Spider-Man for a while. Yeah. And then eventually he was, like, the main Spider-Man artist for a while. Because he can just do it. He can, right, he can, right, he can, right. He can deliver. I like him on this book. Uh, I hope he keeps doing it. 
So yeah, I guess that's it, huh? That's the only book left to talk about. Yeah. I mean, there's there's nothing else that came out that uh. has a lot of fanfare or that people need to need to discuss. Heroes in Christ number three uh, is written by Tom King with art by Clay Mann. Um, and. And oh, that's right. There's there's multiple artists in this issue. Yeah, but like, but like for like a page or two. Yeah. Uh, let's go to the last page because that's usually where they tell you the uh, the information. Here it is. Oh, Lee Weeks. Lee it's Weeks. Clayman and Lee Weeks. Which is, by the way, great. So I think Clayman just did page one and twenty. And I think you're right. Lee he did all page... the Clayman did all these all these like nine panel grid. Yeah. Pages. So. Um, but there's no way that he didn't draw those six months ago. Uh, so, <laughs> by the way, Clayman and Lee Weeks, great idea. Yeah. You want to you want to make your book look beautiful and like subtle and like you know mature yeah but also manage to get like all the proportions right and make the characters look really good and do a really really solid portrayal of your of your characters with subtlety and dignity get those two artists because both of them know how to do that um that being said what do you think of heroes in christ number three and what happened <laughs> um, I'm not gonna start with what I thought about it. Yeah, I'm just, yeah, just tell us what happened. This. Let's talk um, about it. this issue is literally about um, three characters. Really, at the heart of it, it's Wally West, it's Booster Gold, and it's Lagoon Boy, boy mm-hmm. Man. Yeah, Lagoon Boy, Lagoon uh, who boy. hasn't been a Titan for like 40 years. Yeah, I'm not familiar with him even remotely. We needed a character we could kill off. That's all. Um, but it's, it's literally, it's there, it's showing us their time at Sanctuary, and we're also interspliced with other individuals and, like, just their length of time at Sanctuary, and we kind of get a better idea of kind of how Sanctuary works. Yes, this was our, like, this is, this is the book that was billed as, here is the actual, like, what Sanctuary yeah, is there for. This is what it is. It's like, you go to this place, which clearly this is the, like, Superman part of it. It's a house in the middle of a prairie with a Ma and Pa Kentian... It's literally just the Kent household. Yeah, and, like, a Lana Lang kind of person there. It's like the receptionist or whatever. Yeah, and, like, the idea is you come here and you can put this mask on so people don't know who you are. It's the Psycho Pirates mask. And, yeah, and... Oh, they, but yeah, yeah. It's really just to hide your... If you, don't, if you want people to know who you are, that's okay. And, like, you don't actually have to walk around at all. We can just take you to different places, like, different mm-hmm. ways so that nobody ever even knows you're here. But this is just to help you feel more at home or more at ease. Mm-hmm. Even though it's, like, the least easy thing to do to wear a mask that, that large. Over your other mask. Yeah. And then you basically go on the holodeck and you deal with your problems. Or not. Or you deal with whatever your brain seems to think will help you deal with your problems. Because it is, like, an AI that's attempting to work through it. So it's just like, no, tell me what it is you want to see. And blah, blah, blah. Yep. And then you'll figure it out, and everybody has, like, a little something they do differently, whether it's something that they're dealing with, like, uh, trauma and, like, trying to get over something, if it's dealing with, like, uh, a reality that it can't be, or if it's dealing with yourself, in a sense, which is kind of the three examples that we see. Yep. Um, but, yeah, it really is just the holodeck. <laughs> it's it's all the I holodeck, think about. it's the danger room, it's all those things. Yeah. But it's basically just, like, a holodeck that yeah. helps you, like, deal with your problems, kind of. Right, right. Like, like Wally deals with, like... Uh, family. Well, because Wally remembers the pre-New 52 when right. he had, like, a wife and children. Yep. And so he keeps... And they also did a thing called Flash War, which was all about that. Um, right. There was no resolution or conflict for that, uh, so we're back to that. Yeah, and, like, here's, like, sure, like, this, like, conceptually it's, like, it's dealing with different types of, um... Trauma. Trauma, or even just, you know, general, like, emotions, feelings, just things you haven't quite gotten over. It's PTSD. The book is about PTSD. Yeah, I know, I know. You get Stop. It. Um, but 
my my kind of my issue with this is that like we'd go into depth with Wally and I'm like, yeah, all right, you want to show us what Wally was going through right before yeah. he dies. And I'm like, I understand that. But you show Wally, he never actually gets any real help. No. Like we just see him living this sort of like sad existence. That's because right. He can't actually get the opportunity to move past this because he's gonna die. And it's just like, well, like no one does. I think that's like the whole point of this book is to tell you that like magic solutions and superheroics are not going to help you. See, now, I hope that's not what it is because, like, this is, like, the superhero version of therapy and that's, right. like, inappropriate to make that, that, like, therapy doesn't work because it well, I can think they're for saying, some people. I think they're saying that, like, no, real therapy works. Like, superheroes are dumb. I think that's what, what Tom King's trying to say. No, see, that's like that. I hope that's not what the message is because that's inappropriate as well because here's the thing. It would be really hard for a superhero to go to a regular therapist because of the whole, like... You, and then you know all this stuff, and right? Now your and life's now in danger, he, yeah, exactly. And that's inappropriate for me to do that to you. Oh yeah, no. So like, this makes the most sense. But they're all they're doing. Way. All anyone does with with sanctuary is wallow in their pain. They don't actually use it. Well, we to haven't help them like solve any problems. We haven't been shown that. We are only shown the only time we ever see sanctuary in action is when people are habitually abusing the system. We see Wally just li like literally living through fantasies. Lagoon yeah. Boy just keeps shooting well, okay, himself so over and over and over Lagoon again. Lagoon Boy to me seems like he's the most aware of his situation. He's the most aware of like what it is he's doing himself, and he's the most aware of what his end goal is, and he just can't get there. Well, he's because not... he know because well, but he doesn't understand is that it's not going to help him. Right, right. He right. thinks that like if he gets shot with a laser enough times, he won't fear being shot with a laser anymore. Right. No, I hear you. And like, but Wally like abusing it is, is more like. It, it, it's a quick fix. It's like it's, it's like, not even a fix. It's just like I want to feel good for well, a minute. Yeah. So it's it's literally like a, it's like addiction. It's a drug. It's addiction as opposed to dealing. Yeah. So regardless, that's what this this whole issue is about. And then there's the reveal at the end as to who who killed Wally West. Yes. And I don't know how I feel about that. Mm -hmm. Oh, and Lagoon Boy. And Lagoon Boy, but you know what I mean. Like it, more particular. Look. Lagoon Boy, I, I did not know ye. Um, right, and, and Arsenal. <laughs> Arsenal was also killed. But uh, but we know for certain that this individual killed Wally West. Yes. Um, yeah. Or, and, the, well, yeah. Unless unless it's an unreliable narrator and her. Right. her. Un, um, and if you don't want to be spoiled for this last page reveal, then put your fingers in your ears for a second. Mm -hmm. um, but as it turns out, it's Harley Quinn who brings the hammer down on Wally. Yep, she manages to hit the fastest man alive with a hammer. Yeah, and I'm sure some people are going to be like, yeah, but he wasn't in the right He was really space. sad, yeah. But it's like, I don't know. Like, these are, we're talking about, the we're talking about a Flash who can access the Speed Force, who can travel through time. It's hard. <laughs> it's, once you introduce time travel, everybody, mm -hmm. it makes it really hard to make that character be able to be put in a situation like this. Also, like, Wally and by extension Barry have to deal with Erebarth Thawne who constantly abuses the timeline and is like visiting the future all the time wouldn't he know that Harley kills him and then like wouldn't he also like either flaunt it in their face or at the very least try to prevent it you know it it's a real mess and well, it's, it's weird because like it, it almost feels like I don't know it feels like it's just random decisions this this issue in particular seemed like they're trying to they were trying to stretch a mystery that they didn't have much mystery to well and the rumor is and of course tom king has actually weighed in on this uh okay. the rumor is that king wanted to talk about um grief and trauma and stuff like that 
and that another individual over at DC Editorial wanted to kill a few of the legacy characters that make his character look old. Right. And also he thought that Identity Crisis was like really, really good because it was a great mystery. So he shoehorned in a murder mystery into the story. Okay. Tom King went on Twitter and he's like, I, I see a lot of people trying to take me, get, get me off the hook. Fact is, my books are written by me and me alone and they had nothing to do with anybody. So if you think that someone else had anything to do with this book, you are wrong. It's my fault that I, that I killed your characters. Don't blame anybody else. Now, doesn't help that, like, sure. the guy he's defending is his boss. But, like, let's pretend for a minute that that's true. So, like, okay, just because the characters that, like, DC Editorial for the last 25 years has always wanted to get rid of are now suddenly dead uh, has everything to do with Tom King wanting to tell this story about grief and trauma. I, sim I, I simply do agree with you that there isn't enough mystery here. That, like, by issue three, we introduce that there are two booster golds. One is a robot or a hologram. Or, yeah, I don't, it's, it's difficult to, to pinpoint which. And, and they make it very obvious that you're not really certain which one. Yeah, and they want you to know that, like, oh, they want you to know I mean, I not he, to trust your eyes. I think he can't go beyond the uh, The, the foundation. Now, and, like, let's not also, like, let's not forget this, too. King is just coming off of ending Mr. Miracle, which was all about not being able to trust reality. Mm -hmm. And so that might, that bug might still be in his ear. So he might still be carrying something like that into this. Yeah. Which I get it. You get inspired by your own work, but it's like, give yourself a little more room here, man. Yeah. Uh, if you're going to do something like that. Um, I, I this book is going to read very differently when we get into trade. Oh, very yeah. differently. Um, and this issue is going to kind of like, literally I read through this issue and I was like, when I got to the credits page, I was like, Oh, Where's the rest over? of the book? Yeah. Cause... And then I realized it was only t really 20 pages at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And, like, there isn't a whole lot of dialogue in this. And there really isn't a whole lot of progression of the story except revealing that last page reveal, which yeah. is kind of like, eh, Yeah. Um, well, not only that, but, like, if, if you were to clock the, like, runtime of this book... I think it's maybe five minutes. It wasn't very long. Like, like I really of actual things that happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because, oh, I, and I don't mean this issue. I mean issues one through three. Yeah. You know, like, Sanctuary goes bad, people die, the Trinity shows up, and that's really it. Like, and Harley Quinn gives the three most powerful DC characters in the in the entire universe the slip. Right. So I, I was like... I was, Considering that, and then considering what happens here with the fact that she does kill a Flash among all these other heroes. Now, look, maybe the other heroes, sure. Maybe. The Flash one, I, I do The Flash a, one is the most egregious, it, but it's like, they're all that. heroes. They all have powers. Harley yeah. Quinn, being in love with Joker doesn't give her, like, much of an edge. Right. Um, but, um... I'm saying that because, like, that's her distinguishing factor. Like, there's I, no powers. She's a psychiatrist who's also a really good gymnast. That's her powers. Well, and she's loop. You can't trust what she's what going if, to do. What if this turns out to be, and I hope this is oh, not what it is, it's it's just, it's her therapy. That would be amazing, actually. Like, literally, like, this is, like, when she comes out of it, she's like, I am messed up. Right. Like, my therapy, like, what I really needed to do was kill all these heroes. Mm -hmm. Or, like, what I thought I needed to do yeah. was, like, was get all the attention on me, and the fact that she can beat the Trinity is just, like, her delusion. Yeah, exactly. That would be like this is just like it's all it's all about Harley. <laughs> that would just, actually be okay. All in her head. That would be okay because it wouldn't be nearly as offensive as everything that's happening in this book. Right. And it actually would actually it would it would it would justify why everything in this book is so offensive. Right. Like we're a and it could be that maybe like at the end of the book Harley's like sanctuary doesn't work. Right. You know what I mean like. I you can't trust it and you right. can't trust me and, and she blows it up right so and, like we're seeing what it could do 
But ultimately, Harley takes away from them. And it could be truly interesting, too, because then you call, like, the fact that you, you kind of harken back to what she did prior to being Harley Quinn. Right. As she as a therapist. Yes. Yeah. You know, like, she's just like, even in the back of her mind, she's like, this isn't the way this should be. Mm-hmm. Like, you're missing, like, you're missing a key element here. That could very well be. Yeah. So basically, the whole damn thing is just one big Dallas-esque dream. <laughs> now, I, like, I want to know what you guys think in the comments. Please let us know. I think that's a better idea. <laughs> I think if, if Heroes and Crisis ends and it's all an elaborate holodeck fantasy that Harley Quinn uses and then ultimately decides, like, she either needs help, doesn't need help, yeah. blows up Sanctuary, whatever. Or maybe maybe they want old man Logan it. You know what I mean? Or yeah. she, she leaves and she's like, it was great. And you're like, Harley Quinn can destroy the whole DC universe. I think any of those is okay so long as they don't indiscriminately murder everyone's favorite character. Right? Yeah. Like, uh, that... That was literally like I got to the last page. That was the first thought I had. That's a great thought. I was like, oh, see, it for could me, be this. I just, for me, I just thought, wow, I just wasted another five dollars. Well, because I was thinking about her interviews. Yeah. You know what I mean. Well, the fact that Poison Ivy dies, right, off panel. <laughs> yeah. And that she's so important to Harley, and Harley mourns her and like throws a rose off a roof, like yeah. or off a building, yeah, or bridge. Yeah. You know, it's like. I don't know. I think that there's more to that than meets the eye. Look for clues. Probably not going to be I that hope it's. I hope it is. Tom King's going to be like, damn it. We got to change this. We got to doomsday clock this up. We got to like, <laughs> we got to delay the next three issues and then by, by, by 18 months and redraw shit. <laughs> I think that's great. Oh my God. Yeah. What if this? So it's the same, it's same principle. Maybe th- there is no sanctuary. Okay. Batman and Superman, they developed the, the holodeck technology. Yeah. And like, and, and we're in, we're in Arkham. And, like, Batman is like, so? And Harley's like, doesn't work. Oh. And Batman's like, okay, no sanctuary, done. <laughs> I'll just deal with it then. Like, right. That would be, okay be yeah. Anyway, so here's in Crisis. Uh, you know what's funny? It inspired better ideas and some interesting discussions. So I think <laughs> it's worth it. I mean, like, uh, at the very least, like, I had more, I, I enjoyed this issue more than the last two. But, like, in terms of, like, I think it, like, there were some beautiful, there was some, the art is, it can't be understated enough. No, the art's great in this The image book. of Wally on his bed, when that noir through the ceiling fan shot. Oh, yeah, yeah, So yeah. good. Yeah, no, the art in this book is a delight to look at. It's just, like I said, I think this book's going to read differently in trade. And so, again, like, this is going to be one of those books where it's just like, man, people who read this as individual issues are going to have a very different opinion than those who read it, like, compiled together. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. When all said and done, so. Yeah. I don't know. But. Uh, yeah. And by the way, like, I love how people, like, trust that because it's referenced in other books, that means it's Bible truth. Like, I don't know if you know this, but, like, it's fiction. And these guys all have, like, an agenda. Like, you don't have... It's not necessarily... Just because, like, Titans references the death doesn't mean, right. that, like, it still happened. They could just say that was part of Dar- Charlie's delusion. Right. Also, like, there nothing says that we can't explore ideas that would have been cool to see even right exactly like, like just because we why. said that doesn't mean like right. it sucks like, right like oh i you, don't understand you know, why we, people want to like your whole conversation's irrelevant because it doesn't happen i know it's like hey man like man this like, is how like that's where critical thinking happens well it's that's not just critical you, thinking but this is grow. actually how the creative process works for a lot of like creative individuals yeah i'm not saying that we are but i'm just saying no, like, but, like you you'll would hear hate, them like spitballing in a room you would hate marvel and dc creative summits because that's exactly what happens where they're like what about this what about that it regardless if something's already they that's that's why they don't invite fans where someone's like, mm, you can't do that because actually that happened because in issue 305, yeah. like, they're like, yeah, we're just trying to tell a good story here, man. Right. But you know what? Hey, if you want to do that, that's fine. Yeah. But feel free. I mean, that's what, <laughs> that's what comments are for. 
So, uh, jumping into the Super Chats once again. Um, Nathan Berg giving us a, a shout. Thank you very much, Nathan. Thank you so much. Heartless Fang. I got a Scarlet Witch kind of feel from Wally in the past issue of Heroes in Crisis Vanished. Children and whatnot. Yeah, right? Right, like, yeah. But that they address that in, in, in just in Flash War. That, like, how, Wally could undo everything because of his grief. I wish they had done further with that. Uh, but they don't want to. They don't want to undo it. They don't want to undo the new Fifty Two. Right, right, right. Uh, Tim Mickledays just giving us a smiley face. Thank you. Man. Robot Sheep. Interesting how Spencer and King both writing about therapy in the same time in such a different way. Hate how King writes about the healing process. I agree. But you know that's us, man. Yeah. Uh, I will say, you know what? Like, um, Aaron and uh, Snyder are both doing books about their flagship teams fighting water-based villains and the mm-hmm. next one they're going to both do vampires so oh. great minds think alike I, I read ahead to this comment that you're about to read mm-hmm. and i'm going to say like i got a i got a comment about that no no god read it read oh it. jared flowers yeah, both yeah, harley yeah. and boosters say they saw one another kill people i think there's still a player in the game or a motive from someone we don't yet know maybe about. it's the ai maybe the ai solution is to just kill all the heroes right like, like, i can't fix you you people are all damaged this is horrible Nope, I can't. Like, you just keep getting shot with a laser. I cannot fix you. Only if it's Brother Eye. <laughs> just do it one more time. One more Brother Eye story, please. Uh, symbotic, <laughs> symbotic Warrior. Uh, well, that theory would be good, but in the new Red Hood, Batman tells Jason that Arsenal's dead. See, this See is, previous this is, conversation. Yeah, yeah. Reverse video about yeah. three minutes. And we addressed you. <laughs> uh, but thank you very much for the super chat, man. I will use that to pay my water bill. Maybe um, maybe the, um, the, 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 the sanctuary AI was built off of some sort of like uh, Babylon or Tower of Babylon. Oh. Well, that's the thing. No, uh, Brother Eye is all that. It's just right. Batman's surveillance system right. that goes bad. That's everything. That's, yeah. That's, uh, that's countdown. That's... Uh, that's, that's I hope it's not that. Like, somehow Sanctuary becomes, like, sentient. Because, like, the fact that we see, like, um, Booster Gold as, like, a, like, sentient, like, AI version of Booster Gold. It's like, are you going to become, is Sanctuary going to become a character? I hope not. That would be really annoying. Sanctuary. All I know is Sanctuary comes up in Doomsday Clock. So, good job ruining Doomsday Clock. Uh, Nilfinity Gaming also saying, what do you think about what's going on with Nightwing? I think it's a total waste of time. Uh, But, you know what? It'll be over soon. Like, if you're unhappy with Nightwing, or any book for that matter, where they're like, they took something and it sucks and I don't like it, just don't buy it anymore. Like, yeah. And when I say that, I mean like, read the old stuff, enjoy your old things, come up with new ideas, speculate about it, make a podcast about Nightwing, but like, stop reading it entirely. And wait until it comes back, because comics are nothing if not cyclical. Your favorite Nightwing will be back. And uh, you maybe it'll be the lowest-selling Nightwing series in history, and then that'll be like a lesson to them. That'd be nice. But that's the way I fix it. Yeah. Uh, that, and that justifies it to me, myself, because then I'm like, I'm not like, oh, I just wasted six bucks on a book that, like, again, just spits in my face. Like, why do that? Uh, Jared Flowers, you guys are awesome. Keep up the good work. Smiley face. Oh, thank you. Thanks, Jared. And thank you all so much for hanging out with us. We will see you guys next week with an all-new episode of Off the Rack. Of course, check us out here on Comic Pop for all kinds of new stuff. Good, Bad, and Ugly is coming up soon. Back Issue is going to be a huge episode. Mm -hmm. We're going to watch the Captain Marvel trailer tonight. Uh, We're also going to see something about Infinity War 2 or Avengers 4 on Wednesday. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe we'll be be doing a little tie-in to... The, uh, to that in back issues. Nice. Keep an eye out for that. Excellent. We talked about Amalgam in Good, Bad, and Ugly. We did. I'm very excited about <laughs> it. It's very funny. And it manages to, we managed to spin out of that episode 
a five or six minute long discussion about costumes. And I'm really excited. That's a separate video now. We did? So, yeah. It's all about Dark Claw's costumes. Oh my god. Deep analysis of Dark Claw. Oh, uh, I forgot about I that. I guess we could also recommend some books. Doomsday wow. Clock number eight's coming out. Read it or not. You know, enjoy your enjoy but your look one at issue. That cover. The cover is of uh, little baby cat boobastis. Um, oh my yeah. Here he is. Uh, I <laughs> this book is a must read every week or every six months whenever it comes out. Uh, oh, just, this is getting so hard because it's like for me, it's I, I've lost. Do like not Doomsday Clock, but like Watchmen was all about the details and like yes. so reading it as it's graphic coming novel, out. Oh, like, yeah, that's gonna be way better. Reading like Watchmen as a graphic novel is the way to go because it lets you actually recall back to things that were like put in earlier panels or mentioned earlier in the story because you had it all right there. This is killing that momentum. If that's if any of that's even present in this, yeah, I have I don't rec- rec- recall it even remotely. No, it's and, like, true. That's a shame. Yeah. By the way, uh, the. I think three, two weeks ago was the one year anniversary of the first issue release. <laughs> 12 months, eight issues. Okay. Uh, Shazam's coming out. I, I don't really care about Shazam, but I'll probably check it out for the show. Uh, I'm never reading Green Lantern again. Uh, no, the book. No, no, you said the show. Oh, yeah, for the movie. I'm sorry. Oh, I thought, oh okay. Sorry. And, uh, and they're going to try to give Marsh Manor a book again. Really? Yeah. I'll check that out. That's for me. The art looks really good. And uh, They always try. Doctor Strange coming out. You want to read that? I don't. The Doctor is in. That's the title of the series. Well, that's the other Just one. like the other book. Remember that? The Doctor is out. Yeah. Uh, a villain from his past returns. Only one more issue until issue 400. Yep. Thanks. So I'll still check it out because... <laughs> Yeah. I don't want them to cancel Doctor Strange. So... Right. Yeah, and have it be gone for another 15 years. Yeah, like literally I'm just like, for me, I'm like, no. I'll just wait for a new writer if I ever get anything like that. Yeah. Why wait when we could just pitch your book? I have such a good book. <laughs> I, have I don't know. I have you. such sites to show you. Um, also, this past week, um, anyone who's a fan of um, Harrow County by Cullen Bunn, yes. they put out a hardcover version of the first two volumes basically nice it's a library edition Ooh. so it's a little larger and it has a bunch of um you know concept art in it and a bunch of essays and a bunch of insightful things so if you're a fan of that book i say you, this is something that should be on your holiday list mm, i agree with that <laughs> uh silvery cricket and super chat says jorge jimenez just posted the new superboy costume on twitter i know it looks awful See, that's how you, that's what you do. I, I was like, oh, he's going to say it looks ama- like no, awesome. it looks overdeveloped and stupid. Okay. Um, and uh, Zaffa at 703. Though, so. No, well, it's Jonathan Kent, and he's a teenager now, and he fights oh, the crime syndicate. Oh, that's boy. Fart. Uh, Zaffa at 703. Do you think Booster Gold, uh, Booster got stuck in Harley's virtual world in your theory, similar to TV show Maniac, or Manic? Like, so Booster's in her universe oh, now. Oh, that could be. That could be, too. That could be messed up. It works for me. Whatever. Ooh. As long as it's not real, I'll take it. All right. Hey, and those books could be could be referencing this because this is pre-crisis. Yeah. Or pre-Flashpoint or whatever. Or whatever or... they're doing. Like, this is a pre-crisis. Yeah. Not like that. Like, like the crisis hasn't happened oh yet. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then, like, after it happens, it resets. And then, no. No. Stop listening to me. I'm going to leave now. <laughs> But uh, hey, catch us next time. Thank you so much for watching. And if you like the show, subscribe. And before you go, uh, go check the link in the description box below this video. Uh, Go to audible.com slash comic pop to save yourself a free month for Audible. 
subscriptions. And uh, if you don't want to use the, the internet, you can always text uh, Comic Pop to 500 500. Check out Audible. Uh, it's a great service, and uh, you know, we, we, maybe we can start a book club or something. I don't know. But we'll see you then. So long, everybody. Thanks for watching. <laughs>